We are two nosy meerkats, and we're talking about which cheese you'd want to sleep in. Yeah. Listeners, write in with your submissions. Which cheese of all the cheeses do you think would make the best bedspread? Would it be brie? Would it be a, a powdered parmesan? What? Those are your what? only two options. Brie or yeah. powdered. <laughs> those, are, those are the two genders. That's all you're allowed. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Brie is transitioning into powdered parmesan. <laughs> it's great. We have a guest on today, amazing comedian Divya Gruner Sacred. Divya, what would you, what cheese would you choose to sleep in? So I, I was saying brie because I think the operative word here is spread. You want something that's mm. spreadable, right? But ah. Lucas, to your yes. point, I feel like a good, um, like maybe blue cheese, like a crumbly cheese could also mm. work. Well, the thing is, <clears throat> I feel like that would ruin the um, the texture and the level of the bed because I feel like that would at some point get under you. It would get lumpy. It, you don't you don't want that. You want something. You want to sleep in blue cheese? Isn't that the smelliest of all the cheeses? Oh yeah. I, I mean, you'll have to shower after this after your sleep. Well, I guess you generally have to shower every day. So yeah. what does it matter? <laughs> also, yeah, you might have... also... <laughs> what were you going to say? I was just gonna say, I, I guess I also wasn't thinking of like a ton of cheese. Lucas, you sound like your your bed has layers of cheese. I was imagining that I was shrunk to the size of like a Lego man and I was just <laughs> surrounded by what is normal cheese, but would be gigantic and bed-sized for me. You know, See, I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking human regular sized me, but the cheese surrounding me is like as massive as a regular bed. Interesting. I guess mm. I was still thinking of having regular bedding and just putting cheese in it because sometimes I eat cheese in bed. In bed. Fair it, enough. You know. mm. And then it just kind of falls around you and becomes part of your bed. Yeah. What are what are your other bedtime snacks? Um, I've, I've recently been having more healthy bedtime snacks. Um, okay. So I've been having... Okay, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I was going to say Gwen Stefani, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a more favorable comparison. Um, I've been having yogurt and honey. Mm. It's very good, yeah. That's like, very fancy. Like a little but it's not fancy. <laughs> it's like It very sounds good. nice. <laughs> Also, I did just, just like think, plain like, yogurt. I did also just think a bag of shredded cheese as a sleeping bag like that. Okay, that'd be kind of nice. <laughs> that's, that's not bad. But yeah. And yogurt. then you just like eat out of it as you're sleeping. Yeah, exactly. And then you're just, you're just in plastic by the morning and you're like, oh, I just, I ate my bed. <laughs> Bury me in a bag of shredded cheese when I go. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Today on Twitter, I saw there's a uh, bookshelf that you can transform into a coffin and the listing what? for it. It was like a Craigslist listing, like transform your bookshelf into a coffin. But it said you could, the wording was funny. It was like, transform it as needed. It's like, I don't think there's many scenarios where that would be hey, needed. When you feel like dying, <laughs> get ready. That's like when companies in the job listing put like other projects ad hoc. <laughs> it's like, you could kill yourself ad hoc or kill someone else ad hoc and put them in this coffin. No more use for that pesky bookshelf. We'll just die and bury yourself in a coffin now. Oh, sounds so relaxing. <laughs> so, I'm so curious about that use case. Wait, did, 
So Divya, this is a little bit dark, but uh, if you want to be buried, if you, okay, you have to be, you have to be buried. How would you like to be buried? Is there anything special you would want with your burial? Um, I have actually thought about this and really? my ideal, yeah. So my ideal scenario here would to not be buried at all. I would love to die at sea by shark attack. Ooh. And then my like, oh, just because I love sharks. So that would just be delightful to, I think, to be attacked love, by one. I'd love to give your body over for that. Yeah. Just... <laughs> you know what? And As just, you should and have my body be lost at sea. That's yeah. really, really pleasant. That's some captain. Right? And then I think the funeral could be like a destination funeral. And, and it would just be like a ceremony out at sea and people could have fun on a boat, you know? Oh yeah, That's no, there could be a water fun. slide in the shark infested water. <laughs> yeah. All your friends join, could join you. <laughs> the funeral that's also a mass suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Miss your friend, join her. <laughs> beat them, join them. If you're really torn up about me, you will be physically torn up about me. <laughs> the sharks are compassionate. They know what you're going through. They, they grieve. Sharks yeah. are like, I mean, they're cool. not. Sharks are not malicious. So. No, they're not. They're, I, I, I even saw a diver petting one that it'd like to be pet. And I thought that was really cute. Yeah, most shark species are not. I wrote a paper on this in third grade that I still remember. Most shark species are not malicious. Um, and you're more likely to die of a toaster that breaks than a shark attack. Well, yeah, that's because toast—that's because toasters stay in your home, whereas sharks don't typically live at home. <laughs> that's because yeah. there's no toasters at sea yet. Yeah, <laughs> until One they get day. their rights. <laughs> we are allowed toasters' rights, toaster rights, cheese rights, all of the rights. We're covering it all. <laughs> this this podcast is multifaceted. That actually reminds oh. me. When I was in like sixth grade, I wrote another really ridiculous paper. You had to do a research project. And mm -hmm. I wrote mine about how Quiznos is better than Subway sandwiches, oh, which wow. I, I really ate my words on that now because I'm a huge fan of Subway now. <laughs> but the only person I talked to, to this, for the story was like the owner of the Quiznos across the street from me. That's so pretty good. Totally oh. biased, <laughs> like, not a good research <laughs> paper. Did you ever like get really into a subject as a young person and like write something really like in depth about it? Hold on, I want to. I still want to know what class this was that allowed you to write this paper. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't, oh, yeah. English. <laughs> you know? Okay. We, we oh, so to... it wasn't. It wasn't so much the content. It was that you that you, you had built up an argument that you cited your sources that you that you just made the thing and you exercised English. Sure, that you could just yeah write in full sentences. Yeah. Essentially, it's so funny to me. This is how I know gifted programs are, are like a sham. It's like, I was considered a gifted child and that's what I wrote my paper on. That, Quiznos, which was an opinion that turned out to be wrong because Quiznos, I don't think is better than Subway. I don't know if you guys disagree. Yeah, it was, it was also when you said, I'm a huge fan of Subway now, I felt such an urge to say, mm, I prefer the book. Ah. Uh... I don't know why. <laughs> The adaptation, not as strong on film. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, Divya, was there any like a weird subject you found? That lead into another question I have later, but yeah, um, odd subjects as a kid. 
Odd subjects as a kid. I mean, I remember in middle school, we were learning about drugs and then we had to like research and write a paper about drugs. So I think I wrote about opium, which is a fascinating drug. Um, it is. Yeah. And just like, just the history of it, like there were opium wars, um, yeah. like the culture around it, opium dens. And then obviously there's lots of drugs that are derivatives of opium. Um, so derivative yeah, of everything nowadays. <laughs> you can't get an original, original drug anywhere. <laughs> heroin is so hack. My gosh. I'm pretty sure that there was a point where there was a, a war between China and the UK and that um, the UK was supplying opium to China and China didn't want this anymore. And so, and China was supplying rhubarb to the UK and rhubarb was a bit of a laxative. And so they sent a letter to the queen uh, saying, hey, saying, don't shit yourself on this rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you say, Gabby? Say that again. Sorry, I was laughing at myself. I, don't shit yourself on this rhubarb, queen. <laughs> queen? Is that no, what the letter said? It's, it's, it's not far off. They said, hey, if you don't stop supplying opium uh, to China, we will cut off our shipments of rhubarb to the UK, killing everyone through mass constipation. Is that real? Well, no. I don't, I don't know if it's real, but... It, <laughs> Luke, uh, but um, Lucas uh, but is the, like, I made it all up. <laughs> I'm no, just a comedian thing. on a podcast. You have to stand out. You have to stand out. The, yeah. No, the letter, the letter was never translated, so they just kept on going with the war. And so that's... <laughs> that's just British. what... Yeah, fucking British. Oh my God, imagine seeing <laughs> like, that letter... <laughs> seeing that letter and being like, it's probably not important. <laughs> <laughs> just an empire we do business with i don't yeah whatever. exactly <laughs> from the emperor of china no i'm not gonna read that it's not important but i love Probably i love the spam. idea but divi i love the idea of like a family friend coming up to you and say oh what are you interested in you're just like drugs yeah <laughs> well, it's just, i feel like the idea i think the class was like don't do drugs but it was like but they're so yeah. interesting yeah definitely. yeah were you a morbid child Yes. I I totally can I just say I totally see it in you like but I don't know if it's like my chemical romance morbid or like here's facts about the world that a child shouldn't know morbid mm. or both. I'm getting facts more with Divya. What? It's both but um, a better band than my chemical romance. Thank you. Well how nope. can that be? What fallout boy? Oh my god Gabby. <laughs> What? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Did I just age you or something? Like Fall Out Boy was my era. No, it's it's not an age thing. Oh, I guess I'm just like throwing shade on these bands. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Wait, well, what was your band? What was your band? Be careful because they're listeners. Yeah, what was your band? Oh shit. Yeah, I forgot your age demographic here. Um mm. I I mean I liked a lot of bands. I liked Thrice Brand New. Um, I also liked older, like I love the Pixies, Nirvana. Classic, mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of British bands, Block Party. So, yeah. What about, an, like, oh, we go on? No, no, go, I want here. Blink-182. Okay. Blink-182? I mean, they're not an emo band. I do, I like them because it's like fun and silly, yeah. a lot of their songs. Although, if you've heard Adam's song, that's a very sad song. I'm going to be honest, I couldn't tell you the name of a single Blink-182 band song. I couldn't. I, if you told me, I couldn't say anything. What about Gabby, sing a, sing a song, yeah. Oh, that one. I know that yeah, one. That I didn't know that was classic. them. 
Or like, what's my age again? What's my age again? Oh, I don't know. Here's the thing. When I was in high school, I had a, fr- I had a bunch of friends ask me like, Lucas, do you know any of these? I was like, no. And then they played the song. I was like, oh, I know that one. Like with Hillary Duff, they played it. And then after I was like, oh, I know all of these songs. So I, this is, this is just an ongoing thing for me. Yeah. They stick in your brain. I get it. There's always a person who like, you're a kid and they teach you like different cultural things about the world. Like I had a babysitter who asked me what kind of music I liked. Um, you know, I, I used to listen to music. My dad told me to listen to like audio slave lincoln park mm. he was into the emo like i guess it's not emo it would be called like new rock but uh he was as into that as i was um and she was like do you know any other music like in pop right now and i was like nope and she took me to a computer took me to the aol explore page and oh. looked up 50 cent singing uh in the club black eyed peas where is the love and kellis milkshake Wow. That was the day my life changed. (laughs) That's a lot of stimulus for one kid at one day. Could you imagine like me? I was like really too young and I was just- How old were you? Say it again. Oh gosh. I must've been like 10 or something listening to Kellis's milkshake. And I really, really, I liked it, but I really did just think it was about a milkshake. And I was like, why are the boys in the yard for this? (laughs) I still don't understand why the boys are in the yard. It still doesn't really make sense. Even when you watch the music video, you're like, this is still very ambiguous. It really is. It's her butt, <laughs> isn't it? Is it? Well, well it's a, a yard people... metaphor. I guess just her, like her area. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think most people would guess it's like titties. That's what most people guess. Because it's her milk shape. Yes. Oh. I still don't know. <laughs> Even Albert Einstein can't figure it out from the grave. <laughs> And, and he's been trying. Like, <laughs> like as as kids, we, especially even now, probably more so. But like, you listen to songs and content that are so much more mature than you should really be listening to. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of, and you like get it, but you don't like fully get it. Oh, yeah. I no, I was a dumb child. I was very dumb. <laughs> I, I remember. Did you guys ever see the movie Shanghai Nights? Uh-uh. It's. Owen Wilson, it's Jackie Chan. It's a great, it's a very fun movie. And there is a point where Owen Wilson says to a woman, you have, you have an amazing body. And I just remember thinking, how could, I don't get, I never, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that he was attracted to her. I didn't get that he was trying to hit on her. I I just thought, how could someone's body be amazing? It it just made no sense. I was like, if it works, it works. But (laughs) I love that. I love how your example is like zero innuendos. <laughs> like, I had no, I had yeah, he no just friend. cut straight to the point. He was like, I'm attracted to you. And young Lucas was like, what's this mean? <laughs> they have opposite magnetic fields. Hmm. <laughs> it sounds like her organs work. <laughs> As a child, I was Ben Shapiro. That's who, that's who I was. Oh. I had no. But you're launching Lucas Owen Wilson. Um, hypothetically, Lucy. if I were to say that your body was attractive, uh, would you say that? It's... Uh, just kidding. Unless. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I feel like right now is a moment where we're like reckoning with the stuff that we got told in like the early 2000s and 90s in like a new way. Because you know, with the Britney doc coming out, like I feel like. Our culture, when we were growing up, we're all around the same age here, uh, was so, I feel like I internalized so many weird messages. Like, I thought 
if you like dressed in a scant like a kind of sexy outfit that you were like a bimbo like you were an idiot when i was like 13 because that's what i got told and then i grew up and i was like i want to dress like that sometimes you know yeah so i I don't know yeah i think we all internalized misogyny (laughs) like that's a big part of our culture yeah, oh, absolutely. I guess that's what we're talking about here. <laughs> it's like internalizing you, so much misogyny. My God. Are, are you guys on board with the the idea that like Brittany is actually like um, being very, very heavily controlled and it's not her in charge of her own social media? And that's why you see like a lot of videos wearing like the same outfits that it's 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 weird. I don't know. I think she's in charge of her social media, but it, it's kind of like, she can't post certain things without mm. approval. That makes me so sad. It's so 1984-like, but it's for just so one 2003-like <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> it's the George Orwell sequel, 2003, <laughs> which also got rebooted in 20 in 2016. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love the idea that George Orwell was like, one day this will be an allegory for Britney Spears. <laughs> Everyone around him was like, who's Britney Spears? You'll see. He's like, one day. (laughs) So ahead of his time. George Orwell wrote Toxic. (laughs) (laughs) We can't give a woman credit for any work she does. It's all George Orwell. (laughs) No, I think Britney is responsible for Toxic, but it was clearly influenced by 1984. Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe George collaborated. Maybe he produced the track. <laughs> he came up with the beat. Yeah, he was the, he was the shadow writer. Yeah, I ghost mean, writer. I can't. That's the word. Shadow writer. Shadow honestly, it's not writing. Fuck. Oh. love the idea of a shadow writer. Yeah, shadow writer. That's it. That's it. That's a nice word, Divi. I wanted to ask, like, sort of like in the vein of like weird uh, uh, subjects you're into as a child. Is there any sort of hole you find yourself going into YouTube frequently? Like what's the sort of Mm. weird end of the internet that you find yourself diving back into? I don't know if it's so much weird. I do a lot of nostalgia Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. YouTube wormholes. So I I will like have my periods of time where it's just like for 12 hours straight, I'm looking at music videos from the late nineties and early two thousands. That's nice. I've also been like rewatching a lot of MST 3K shows. Mystery Science Theater. Mystery Uh, Science Theater 3000. Oh, Oh, another reason me being a gifted kid was a sham because I I don't remember that shit either. Y'all, you have to you have to watch their episode. They have a channel on YouTube, but there's also just like people post episodes online. But it's it's so fantastic. So the premise is that this guy was like essentially kidnapped into space. And so now he's on this spaceship with two robots and he's being tortured. And so every episode is him having to watch a terrible movie and that's his like torture. And so it's him and these two robots riffing throughout the entire movie. Whoa. It's beautiful. It's hilarious. Imagine pitching that to a studio and just, that's what, anytime I hear like a weird idea, I think someone pitched that. Or someone to, just to at least to another person, they went, yeah, let's do this. I, <laughs> I find that amazing. 
You know, who came up with the idea of the pitch meeting bit, I think was, didn't Jim Gaffigan like really popularize that with one of his oh, early he? jokes? Yeah, I think so. Cause no one really, the pitch meeting format was super new at one time. I think about that a lot with comedy, how like mm. all jokes were once like so new and now right. hack, I guess. Like, I do. Uh, yeah. Do, have you ever wondered like who actually wrote, um, why did the chicken cross the road? Like who actually did that? And nowadays every comedian is saying it. I mean, I know. <laughs> what, what is the original joke? I don't even know what. Okay. Like serious? what's the answer? No, no, I know. Why did the chicken cross the road? Oh, it's to get to the other side. That's like the original. Okay. <laughs> what did you think the answer was? Wait, I'm, I'm just so curious. <laughs> what did you think? That- why did you think the chicken crossed the road? <laughs> Yeah, probably, I guess, to get to the other side. No, but, like, you know, that's, like, <laughs> that's, like, such a, like, people always use that example, and then there's yeah. so many variations of it. I couldn't right. remember, and now I can't think of those variations, but I couldn't even think back to, like, what the original answer is supposed to be. Yeah, it's also a bit of a frustrating answer. It doesn't give you any information about the chicken's motives. Um, no. But who it's, would it's know not good for Meisner motives. technique. This who chicken. would know the chicken's <laughs> motives? That's a good point. Who mm. knows anyone's anyone's yeah. motives? Really, it is the most yeah, no. reasonable answer to that question. Divya, just in general, what is your motive? Yeah, what's your motive? Um, I would say it depends on what I'm like the action, right? Classic, classic mm-hmm. answer. Nice, but oftentimes flex. I am trying to get to the other side. Right whoa well, hey, well i like the idea going, of this being like metaphorically and <laughs> literally to get to the other side this is like a job interview like name a time where you didn't get to the other side and and <laughs> why and how you helped fix it my greatest weakness is that i work too hard right and... <laughs> my greatest weakness loyalty yeah. perfection <laughs> maybe Sometimes. I'm just too, I'm just too detail oriented. I'm just I'm too detail oriented. I'm a distraction in an office because I'm too hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine if someone said that? <laughs> I can imagine you saying that, Gabby. I don't know why but I could imagine you saying that. If the context was appropriate, and I don't see when it would be, I would make you a joke. <laughs> I could see you saying that and then immediately getting like promoted. Like you'd get hired mm. and promoted. Yeah, well, why do you think I'm unemployed now? Because <laughs> I'm that kind of person. I once You're got in trouble. Distracting. I got in trouble at work because we used to, like, my department used to plan parties for the office. And I said that we were going to get a ton of beer within, and like the CEO walked by at the exact time that it happened. And I got pulled into a room and told that I could never say that again. And I was like, so I could say that, but just like not if this one guy walked by at the wrong time. Like work sucks. I'm glad I'm not working right now. I'll oh just take God. the government's money for a long time and keep doing this podcast. Lucas, oh let's start God. a really lucrative Patreon. <laughs> yeah. We will, we will. A tax deductible, <laughs> lucrative <laughs> fucking Patreon. Divya, what is your worst work experience that you can talk about right now? No, tell the one you can't talk about and just do it. Just go for it. What is the worst thing that you're under NBA not to say? <laughs> <laughs> what is Mike yeah. Bloomberg holding you to? 
<laughs> who is your conservator? So to speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was the time I was working in a nursing home during COVID under Cuomo's governorship. No. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. I would have believed He you. asked me to adjust his nipple <laughs> rings and... Cuomo? <laughs> Cuomo? <laughs> Cuomo has nipple rings. What? He has is nipple this known? piercings. Is this known fact? Oh. There is a photo of him in like in like a polo, and you can see very clearly what can only be described as the as the as the out of the print of of, nip, of nipple piercings on both of them. Gabby I'm, literally I walked away. I literally walked away. I cannot hear about Cuomo's nipples, but tell me because I am morbidly curious. No, I'm sorry. I swear to God, just Google Cuomo nipple piercings or just nope, Cuomo nipple. Not- <laughs> yes, you are. You're gonna get it. It's gonna influence your your ads by Google, and but you're just gonna have to take the bullet. But yeah, Cuomo for sure. He's a freak, and we support him. That's that's it, basically. But I don't see nipple his nipple ring. I see a photo of him in a polo, oh. and he could just have weird nipples. Basically, I see like yeah. a, a photo of his nipple, like protruding through also there this article says andrew cuomo office denied online speculation that he had nipple piercings but professionals who are these professionals say body jewelry is becoming more common for white collar workers no but okay so the one that i'm looking at it looks a lot like nipple piercings not like I, i i didn't i didn't mean to say nipple rings but like the bar you know, the bar that goes through, yeah. that's what it looks like. We should post a photo on our Instagram and let mm. the, and let the judge, jury, and executioner decide <laughs> if Cuomo has a nipple piercing. I'm going to be yeah. honest, it's going to be very one-sided. It's going to be... <laughs> People, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing it's nipple tape, possibly. Nipple tape? So wait, covering, so like keeping them flatter than they otherwise would be? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That is, this is what one article, I mean, this is 30 seconds. This man is supposed to be fixing New York. I don't care about his nipples. Why does he care about his nipples? <laughs> I want Gabby, the we all, vaccine. We all have insecurities, all right? We're we all human. do things to make ourselves feel beautiful. Yeah, you know what my insecurity is? I don't have the vaccine yet. Cuomo, get me the vaccine. <laughs> and then you can have as many nipple piercings as you want. <laughs> That is my fucking insecurity. <laughs> Fuck you, Andrew Cuomo. Piercing your nipples instead of piercing our arms with the vaccine. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, we got way <laughs> off track. I forgot what our original question was to you. You might remember. I think we were talking about work. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, you were. You were so obviously, we went to Cuomo's nipples. And- this yeah. is the most unhinged the pod has been since last week. <laughs> and then the week before and the week before. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I've, I have so many <laughs> terrible work experiences. I think one of the worst was, this was my first job out of college and I was at a big company. And one of the higher ups um, like asked to have a meeting with me. And so I was really excited because I was like, oh, like maybe he wants to like, hear my ideas or you know this will be good for my career whatever um so we we like had a one-on-one and like just went for a walk around the campus and 
So we have like a little bit of chit chat and then he gets to like the main purpose of the conversation from his point, which was that he, it's gonna sound, it's bad. It's gonna initially sound worse than it is, but it's still bad. Um, The main thing he wanted to talk about was that he was recently separated from his wife (laughs) because because she didn't wanna have kids and he really wanted to have kids. And so he wanted to talk to me because he wanted to know if I had any friends that were looking to get married and wanted kids. And like, at this point I was like 23 maybe. And he was like 40 in his forties and asking like me if my friends like were looking to get married and have kids with him. And this was the con. This was like our conversation. It was my only one-on-one conversation that I had with him. That is, in a way, you did get to tell him your ideas. Just not about the company. <laughs> Just like I have an idea, you could date Sarah. with <laughs> me. She's twenty-two and tons of fun and ready yeah. to be <laughs> and fertile. You better believe she's fertile. She loves getting white girl wasted, but I'm sure she'd love to get wife wasted. Wife girl wasted. Wife girl wasted. Oh my God. God. You should have put together like a bachelor, like for him, (gasps) where you just got like, yeah, I have like seven friends who will compete for your hand in marriage. (laughs) Or just to be, or just to, just to, just to mate, just to mate with this man. Here's a bunch of women that I don't consider my friends because I would never do this to my friends. Um, but here, here's some here's candidates ha- for you. Here's a harem. If you've ever wanted a harem, <laughs> you got it right here. Wait, Divya, so did you say anything? I'm assuming you said, I'm so sorry, I'm not comfortable uh, uh, supplying I, honestly, someone. I don't even think I would said that. Like, I think I was just like, oh, uh, like, yeah, I can try to think of someone. But I was like, but I think like a lot of my friends like aren't thinking about marriage and yeah, aren't okay. ready for that. That's that's a very earnest answer. Yeah. Are you thinking about marriage? What does it take to woo Divya? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Can we go? What were we talking about before? Drugs and sharks. Those are my <laughs> <laughs> be a shark topics. into drugs. <laughs> Smoke weed as a shark, and then you will win my heart. I do like that a lot of your material is about the single life, but sometimes mm. it's hard to believe because you're very beautiful. And indeed, although it is a pandemic, so it's easy to believe because if you're not in a relationship now, you're basically single because. Yeah. But a lot of people have been dating. Lucas, have you been dating at all during the pandemic? I did. I got into a relationship that ended last month. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's, it's a happy thing. It was it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Now we got to get Lucas and Raya. Mm, we yeah. were talking about that with another guest. How we how we wanted yeah. to get. Well, my uh, friend. Araya yeah. Um, Zach, do you know Zach Kandachi? Do you know? Who? I don't actually. It's okay. Anyway, so he um he just called me out of nowhere through Instagram through an Instagram direct call, and it was him at his childhood home with his sister, and he was like, "Hey, Lucas." Here's the plan. You get on Raya and then you get me on Raya and then we both get famous girlfriends. That was his plan. He said, and I was like, why don't you just go on like 
Bumble or Tinder or something. He's like, with the peasants? No, he didn't say that. But <laughs> I don't know. If, but you, he's for some. I don't remember his reasoning. But he was like, it has to be someone famous for him. It has to be like someone with clout and like that. He needed he need a little extra zhuzh to his. Okay, I'm so I'm so out of the scene. What is Raya? You have to explain this. To me. Raya is the um, it's a dating app, but just for famous people. Okay. So that yeah. makes sense that I haven't heard yeah. of it before. <laughs> and it's something, that, but here's the thing is that you all, you have to get someone who's within the app or someone who can get you on, who can sponsor you, who can basically be a, be a, a letter of reference or something. Um, That's a funny a way to put it. A notarized letter of reference. <laughs> you have to go to the bank. You have to get it notarized. There's a special <laughs> seal of approval that you need. Um, it's got to be a physical letter that you mail. Cannot yeah. be e-signed. Wet signature only to Raya.com. Honestly, <laughs> some of these people on Raya. We don't accept PDF. Yeah. Probably too stupid to convert a PDF, if I can be honest. It's <laughs> mostly from what I've heard from like friends who are on Raya. I had the opportunity to get Who's on Gabby. There. Who are your friends that are on Raya? I know like one girl who's uh she's like a filmmaker's uh daughter. So she just like happen to get on riot oh, so, I, so you don't even have to like do something notable you just have to be related to someone notable you just have to have either like a certain amount of followers which lucas you do so you could probably get on or you have to be referred by someone um oh. i feel like lucas in this moment just discovered the concept of nepotism like yeah <laughs> it's like you just have to know someone who's famous yeah that's <laughs> a large part of it. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a large part of life in general. For example, yeah. Ella Emhoff is on Raya, who- I'm sorry, uh, who, who, who says? Ella Emhoff is on I Raya. I do not know this. I do not she, know this. Oh, person. you'll know her name in a year, unfortunately. She's like the granddaughter, niece, someone of like Kamala Harris's husband's family. And she's okay. the reason she's gotten like so big is because she is this kind of like I don't want to say mean things I don't know she's like a little bit of a gangly looking girl who looks just like a Bushwick like gentrifier and she got a contract with IMG models just like for being uh, related to somebody kind of famous. All right. And so someone took a screenshot and like for example she's on Raya you're not gonna find like actual celebrities i do think p davidson was like reported to be on there but other than that like it's mostly just instagram influencers and stuff i'm now really and i'm now want to try to get on riot do it lucas i could i still think you should because sylvie and i have been looking for a riot pass for a long time (laughs) to just like passively (laughs) scroll together because we want to i want to know i think it's all influencers and bullshit but i still want to know so if you get on there you gotta I'm gonna try. Me. I'm gonna try downloading it right now and seeing. <laughs> yeah. But um, but uh, in the meantime, uh, Divya, we're not getting it away from it. Please say, um, what are things that a person can do or qualities a person can have that would woo you? What are those things? I mean, I I'm just looking for someone to have fun with, um, mm. and not necessarily. I mean, like, yeah, in a sexy time way, but also in like. Like to go, I, now we can't do anything, but to like go out and do things. So like, I do like going to museums. I like, you know, going to outdoor stuff, whatever that is anymore. Right. Um, parks, 
Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like events. I, I can't even think of events because we don't have them anymore. But... <laughs> <laughs> this is you like know, such a sad dating ad. That city I... MD tests, <laughs> COVID vaccination <laughs> sites. I want, I want someone who will go outdoors with me. The grocery store. Yeah. The grocery store. <laughs> Um, the subway the dog park <laughs> the subway barely <laughs> if you can avo- the subway if we can't avoid it obviously <laughs> a car the way, way divya that, that oh reminds God, me car. what were who were some of your childhood crushes mm. i had my biggest crush was probably on brad pitt um nice that's very that you have great taste yeah Thank you. Yeah. And to also boost myself up more, it was, I think it was like because of Fight Club. Of course. Which I think is a, a great reason to love Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, I also had a huge crush on Jon Stewart and that's an interesting one. Oh, I know people that are very attractive. He has amazing facial structure. He's incredibly smart. He's funny. He's got everything. He's a bit of a silver fox. Yeah. He's yeah. Oh Yeah. It, but it works for him, 100%. 100%. And I had like a rivalry with my friend because she also liked Jon Stewart and Stephen Colbert. And so we came to an agreement that I could have Jon Stewart and she could have Stephen Colbert. Oh, thank goodness. You guys distributed oh, yeah. them. It's so funny, the competitions that children have with each other. <laughs> my friend and I, this is the most fucked up thing. My, when I was like in first grade, my friend and I used to have a competition over who could see the Twin Towers better from like oh my God. walking around wow, the city. This is heartbreaking. Right I now. mean, in the end, we both lost. <laughs> Gabby. <laughs> Am I wrong? It's unfortunate. But that's great. I'm glad you got Jon Stewart in the end. Yeah, although I did find at one point that she still had a picture of him in her locker. And oh, I'm sure you two are oh. not friends anymore for that very it, yeah, it ruined our friendship. <laughs> By the way, forgive I me. I objected at her wedding because of it. <laughs> forgive me for interrupting, but I'm I'm on Raya and I'm setting up. I'm, Lucas! I'm Lucas! No, 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 no. I didn't get approved. I didn't get approved. No, 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 no. But you're I'm setting just, it up. I'm just applying. And it says, and you have to specify what industry, um, what industry you're in. It's under entertainment and culture. It has athletics film food journalism literature music philanthropy television theater travel um Hmm. and then so yeah so which one would you say is most close to me because then it also has like comedy is its own thing i don't yeah comedy doesn't isn't one of them they're like comedy Um, doesn't pay the bills let's be honest no but here under (laughs) under business and tech it has business entrepreneur government media medicine science technology I would say media for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to go with media. So done. And... Nice. Oh, I'm so excited for you to apply. I think you might get on. Maybe. But do, you think, do you think this is like there's humans reviewing and approving people? I guess. All right. So And so for work and slash occupation, I'm going to go comedian actor. Yes. Yeah. It would be so funny if robots were <laughs> reviewing <laughs> I could see a way of automating this. If they ask for your social media, it could like. Yeah. It asked, well, it did ask for social media. So, all right. So add your referral. I don't have one. So I'm going to skip. And are you sure? Very few members have been admitted to Raya without this. (gasps) We strongly recommend listing at least one member, but I don't have one. So I'm submitting. 
Gabby, who's your filmmaker's daughter's person? Oh, it's my friend. Uh, it's my friend Maria, who I love. She's a great person, but she's yeah. on Raya and I'm not. So I'm obligated to hate her. Just kidding. All right. I, I adore have submitted her. We're writing a script together. Yay! I've submitted my application. Lucas yeah. is making moves. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> um, okay. Is there anything else we want to ask Divya before we get into listener submissions? I have one question. If, yes. Um, Divya, since a lot of our guests are stand up, I feel obligated to ask and also because I'm curious with you like what I've never asked you like how you got into stand-up comedy and stuff oh yeah I I mean I don't have like an origin story I feel like some people have that like like they're you know they were bullied and it's like a joker story but um (laughs) no I just (laughs) you're not the joker I'm not the joker (laughs) I would love to see you play the joker I think I, I could play him to. well, actually. Oh, but I you'd really be so reasonable, which is like not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, Divya's could be, got a dark side. I could be dark you know. and unhinged. I, I see it. I see oh, it. Thank you. You, but I just you feel unleash. like if you, you wouldn't go to, doesn't that guy just get a spot at like a club and then he bombs and he brings all of these people to see him? It's like a bringer and he just like, he doesn't go to any open mics. He just, he just goes right to like what danger fields that's the <laughs> that's the least realistic part of the joker not the guy who flawlessly saying send in the clowns who is also a wall street bro not the like stupid kind of like bland commentary on class divisions no it was the fact that he went straight to danger fields or whatever without going to one open mic again, well, that's again. so many that's so many comics do that They'll like do a bringer show without having done. But also if you think about it, like back then there weren't as many places to do open mics, like in like the early mid eighties, like there were only really comedy clubs and that they would sometimes do open mics. So it kind of makes sense that they might've hosted an open mic there. Um, There are also like comedy clubs that were around at that time that aren't around now, like Hatch a Rising Star. And so I, I think it makes complete sense that he was, that he was there. At, okay. Like it's also like after a show happens that he's brought up, and so, so yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. Okay, Roger Ebert. <laughs> but I do love Gabby shaming the Joker not for murdering people, but for not going to open mics. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I don't like the murder, but I also think you have to pay your dues. You know I mean? <laughs> Listeners, what we're trying to say is Gabby loves murder, but hates people who <laughs> skip the open mic system. We we. Always known I love murder. Anyone who yes. listens to this podcast is like Gabby, totally murderer vibes. Yeah. The morality around Will murder, Smith. much. <laughs> what is that reference? Oh, no. But didn't you see that like Will Smith had he, for like his 50th birthday or whatever? He was like, I want to try stand up. And he does like a little show oh. where he does five minutes. Um, and he, but he doesn't do any open mic. So I was like, Gabby would hate this dude. But I feel like if you're I do Will like Smith, Will Smith, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Will yeah. Smith is allowed And he's to been a comedic actor. Yeah. yeah. Will Smith is adorable. I love Will Smith. Will Smith, if you're listening, you're great. No yeah. qualms with you. Come on uh, the podcast. We know you're listening. We yeah. know Will Smith is listening. And if not Will, maybe Willow. <laughs> maybe Willow should come on the podcast. Maybe Jaden. I don't know. Jaden would be great on the podcast. Or Trey, the other sibling. There is not another sibling. Do not yeah, there is. me this way. Uh, no, Will, from Will Smith's first marriage. He has oh. another child called Trey. Wait, this is so sad now. <laughs> no, you guys should invite Trey on the podcast. Do you know there's also, 
There's a fourth Jonas brother. I did not know that. Frankie Jonas. Oh my god. Is this god, real? Right? I've heard this as a bit and now it's I It's like can't. the Marx brothers. No, it's There's real. a fourth one that's just like <laughs> better than the rest. <laughs> no, it's real. Yeah, no, Karl Marx is the other Marx brother. <laughs> oh my god. I I want to now do an episode. I feel like we always come up with like future episode ideas like during current ones. I want to now do one where we get the not famous children of famous families and interview them. That would be amazing. That is a very, I know of one that I know peripherally, but I, I know him not to be a good person. And that, oh. so yeah. Well, we don't want to. We don't want to, we don't want to have him on. Is um, it Karl Marx? It is Karl Marx. <laughs> Karl Marx failed to consider that he might be on this podcast one day. <laughs> he should watch his words. Um, we're way off topic. Divya, your, your non-Joker origin story. Yeah. yeah, I had just, no, I just always loved comedy growing up. So like I grew up watching SNL and Mad TV and Comedy Central Presents um, and just like doing skits with my friends, like for our middle school talent mm. shows, um, my friends did the first year we did um, an original sketch that we wrote, which was Steve Irwin hosting a beauty pageant. Incredible. Mm-hmm. It was great. And then we did- That's a good idea, actually. It was really funny. I, I mean, it probably wasn't, but at the time it was very funny because um, we had like a bunch of like weird beauty pageant contestants. And then mm-hmm. one contestant was a crocodile who won. Oh, wow. And then, <laughs> Well, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And one of my friends played the crocodile, so she just like slithered around. Oh no, I was assuming you got a crocodile. That's what I was assuming. Production budget was a a little low at the time. Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't afford the handler. So yeah. So wait, wait, Divi, who were any comedian? Any specific comedians who were idols for you or really influenced your style? I mean, I think my style has definitely changed. Like I remember at the time. Like, I remember watching, like, Jim Gaffigan's stand-up specials um, and Dave Chappelle. Like, I would say my favorite comedians now, like, I still love, I know there's controversy, but I still love Dave Chappelle. Um, Mm -hmm. I know. He's my problematic fave. Oh, Maria. Classic. I love her. She's so special. I didn't hear that. Maria Maria Bamford. Bamford. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. She's so talented. So beautiful and unique and hilarious. Um, I love Norm MacDonald. Um, I, I do love like Wendy Lieberman and like Rita Rudner and like those kind of like it's a little bit more old school or like class kind of like mm. classic um, right. I would say probably like the one this is like way too favorable for on my behalf but like I, I feel like I'm closest in style to maybe bill hicks like Mm -hmm. that kind of like social commentary but still silly and unhinged i don't like obviously i'm I'm nowhere near that but like i I would say that's probably i see the closer influence that's interesting because i don't see that because Mm -hmm. to be fair i haven't seen i haven't seen that no but here's the thing i haven't seen that much of bill hicks but the couple times that i have seen him he always seems very negative 
and like he's not really having fun on stage whereas the times that i've seen you do stand up i can i it seems like you're having fun and that's and that's a very attractive quality that i find in a comedian is when someone's having fun on stage and so but yeah the fact that like you align with bill hooks i find very interesting well i think it's like i always feel weird like thinking about it and answering the question because it's like i have these comedians that i really admire and like kind of want to emulate but i know like i'm so like like I would love to say that Maria Bamford is an influence, but I also recognize that like my comedy is nowhere similar to hers. Like, right. it's just so different, but I think, you know, there's aspects I think that you kind of aspire to and yeah, try yeah. To absolutely. I have the same problem. Like my favorite comic ever is Doug Stanhope. I don't think I like Doug Stanhope at all. And then my second <laughs> favorite comic is fucking Anna Fabrega, who's like, on the opposite end of that like spectrum of like jokes like she's like more absurdist so it's like mm. I think that I've always heard it as like you take the art you love and the art you like and you like hold that in your heart but then you try and kind of make an opposite to that so that you're not uh being derivative um so I think that a lot of the times the comics people like the most are sometimes comics that they're not exactly like Hmm. interesting mm. I've also heard that like the advice of like don't worry about you know it's all about finding your own voice but don't worry like first you're just going to try to imitate yes people you want to yeah. be and you're going to fail miserably at that but then you're gonna, <laughs> like through that you'll develop your right. own your own no, th style that's a that's a repeated process that I've seen like through different art forms is the idea that like you first have to do the thing and then you have to learn to do the thing like you Mm. That that is like, that's a second task you have to tackle is learning guys, just what your own style is. Do you guys feel like you figured out your style? No. No. I, I do think I figured out a little because I have this creepy uh, system where I log all my jokes and uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, I do think I figured out how to change my style for the room, uh, which I've, which was not a style I ever figured out before um starting out in comedy so uh, that is what I'm working on I don't know if it's useful to figure out a style for yourself um when you're this early into the game like we are mm. like how can you how can you know how to brand yourself without making like hours and hours of material that you feel solid behind you know what I mean yeah yeah I agree I think it's also still just helpful to like, I don't feel like I've, I've fully explored other styles yet. Mm. Yeah. And I think it Absolutely. is helpful to like, it doesn't feel comfortable all the time. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like this, but like, I, I think it's worth trying different tones and different oh, absolutely. Form, joke formats and, and all of that. Yeah, I definitely, I, I, I still say that I'm just like discovering my style and that I definitely have some like, some bits that I really love. And I think that, I think they're really, really solid. Um, but I think of it as just like, all right, don't focus too much on the style, but think about just the things you want to talk about. And then like the way that that will be told through whatever style is just going to naturally come out from whatever, it sounds cliche, but whatever is in your heart and whatever you need to express is going to find its way out. And so in a sense, I, I'm just sort of letting nature take its course you're pooping out comedy. Yes. <laughs> you're yeah. letting nature take its course. You're just shitting it this out. This is being so yeah. heartfelt 
and this is how it always eloquent. Yeah, it is. I yeah. can't let I can't let him get away with er, being earnest. God forbid I can be earnest, but when I let Lucas get away with it, it can't happen. It just won't do this. Yeah, it won't do. Oh. Oh, okay. I think that George Orwell just had a 1984 shaped butthole. That's just what it was. That's it. Just came out like that. <laughs> I think 1984 was all about butts. Um, yeah. That's about everything and nothing at once. Um, and the coral and the paperweight butts. But <laughs> Moby Dick, Moby Butt. Yeah. We're like it. It's all butts. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into the listener submission. Speaking of being Indeed. earnest, um, Divya, on this segment, you can be as nice or as rude to the listeners as you want. Um, you I, get- I really hope that Divya is just like, yo, you guys are fucking idiots. Just. <laughs> Fuck, get it together. Get it together, you moron. I'm not I'm not gonna coddle anyone, so we'll see. Good. Um, okay, here's one that is you know what? Actually, Lucas, should we warm her mm-hmm. up or should we go crazy right out of the gate? I, I say we go crazy right out of the gate. Okay, so I have the craziest one pulled up. <laughs> Divya, on a recent episode, we did Would You Rathers. We did like a Would You Rather drinking game. Mm-hmm. So this person said, listening to the recent episodes, I have a would you rather. Your mom and your girlfriend switch bodies. The only way to change them back is to have sex with one of them. Do you have sex with your girlfriend in your mom's body or your mom in your girlfriend's body? I think we played this one, didn't we? Did we? No, I don't I think so. I feel like we did. This is from last, This I think they were talking about, um, they're talking about the most recent episode because we were playing Would You Rather. So I don't know if we played this one. I am curious to hear Divya's answer, regardless of whether we played it or not. Hold on. There are two incredibly wild things about this. One, the question is amazing. And there's a lot of creativity and perversion there. The Mm -hmm. second is that you'll don't remember if you've answered this question or not. It's crazy to me. (laughs) Well, I've I've, I've definitely played that Would You Rather before with people. I've definitely heard that one and, and we've done that. Well, then what the fuck was your answer? <laughs> Why don't oh. I remember this if we played this? Oh, no. I feel like no. I would remember this. I have a bad memory. But it might like have I not would... been on the podcast, but anyway, I, um, <laughs> no, I think that I would go for, this is no good. I think I would probably go for my mom and my girlfriend's body because yeah. the thing is at some point, um, to, cause then they'll switch back and it's, it's awful to say, it, but at some point my mom will die and that'll be probably sooner than my girlfriend. And then I, and then I won't have the memory of fucking my mom. You probably still will. <laughs> Wait, she, she dies. The memory won't die. <laughs> I meant, I meant her body. I meant my, that's what I meant. Is there an option to just not switch them back? Here's why. Because... <laughs> I think both women are very important to me in my life, both my mom and my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And maybe I could just have them around and have sex with neither of them ever again. Well, I mean, I never would have sex with my mom anyway. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This question is such... This is why my mom stopped listening to the podcast. <laughs> you really kept talking about having sex with <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. My mom stopped listening after Chris Shear's episode. 
forever and she tried listening to one more episode and she was like this is too dirty for me and now i'm Aww. glad at first i was a little bummed and now i'm glad <laughs> thank fucking god oh i'm oh i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't even tell my mom that we're oh no we'll, we did because we tried to get our moms on but there was a scheduling yeah. issue but we tried otherwise... to get our moms on the pod together yeah yeah you should still do that that would be a great mother's day episode Ooh, that would be point. a good damn mother's day episode um did you what about you you didn't answer this question oh yeah <laughs> i <laughs> if you had a i was sourcing your options i think i think gabby your approach was interesting i feel like it depends how much i i like this girlfriend um if my mom <laughs> would <laughs> my fucking hater. <laughs> if my i'm kind of like this is probably um unethical but if my mom like wanted to stay in a younger body like I don't know, like, and I didn't like the girlfriend that much. I might just be like, yeah, mom, live your new life. You know what? Whoa. That's a really good point. <laughs> That's a really good I've never thought, wow. And then you just get a new girlfriend. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, girlfriend. That's no ring, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of what happens to like this girlfriend who's just in an older body now and just. You just wait for her to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. She's dying 30 years sooner than expected. Yeah, it's her problem. Just <laughs> They probably didn't appreciate life anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, very uh, solid analytical thinking on your part. Yeah. Okay. You got, you got another one pulled up? Yeah, yeah. So, I've never shit my pants, but I have an extreme fear of it. It's all-consuming, and I never get any rest from my debilitating fear of shitting myself. Any advice on how to get over this? Exposure therapy. Shit yourself. Get it over with. That's what I say. Oh, I don't agree. I'm so curious about the backstory. Is there a reason that I listener has this fear? I, I definitely think this is a learned fear, that there is some sort of traumatic experience with maybe a friend shitting themselves or an authority mm. figure shitting themselves, something that... Um, or maybe, oh, I've, it says, okay, I've never shit, I've never shit my pants. So okay. this person, so it's someone, there has to be, there has to be someone in this person's life that has shat their pants and it went horribly. I mean, maybe not. I, I think Lucas actually, now you might be right because you can't fear what you already know. So maybe if you just mm. shit your pants. Um, yeah. But that's easier said than done. You know, you can't just. It's like stand up, you know, <laughs> you just got to. You just got to get up there. Well, if you just tell someone like, oh, you want to get over your greatest fear, just do it. Like, they're not going to be like, okay, didn't think of that before. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah. And shitting yourself is a more difficult thing to do. Like, it is, yeah. To willingly <laughs> shit yeah. yourself. I didn't say it was going to be easy, but I think... <laughs> I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's, I think it's what needs to happen. Exposure therapy is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It does kind of remind me of how like I bled through my pants at Mission Impossible 3 when I was 13 and on my period. And now I wear like three pads to make sure it never happens again. Um, But that's more like a personal experience story. So I don't know. I don't know what this person, person, I don't know what What this this Persian I what don't this know what this person person. <laughs> Someone who has shat themselves. I mean, I was a kid, but I like full on shit myself. And then I like didn't tell anyone that I had done this. Where was this? I think it was like some after school program that I was at. 
And I was okay. like eight or younger than eight, like old enough to know how to poop by myself. Um, <laughs> but but As not opposed old enough to, to have... assisted. <laughs> well, like when you're a kid, I guess you'd be wearing diapers. I don't remember yeah. my childhood for all of these reasons. Um, <laughs> when I was young, my mother shat for me. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I remember like I didn't tell anyone and so eventually the adults <laughs> like found out and discovered this and called my mom to come get me and she's just like why didn't like how did this happen I was just like I don't know Aww. um but I could imagine like so it wasn't a great experience then I it would be much worse as an adult but I thought you were about to say it w- it's it would be much more positive today it would go much <laughs> body I'd have a great time enjoy a lot more yeah, I don't think I've pooped myself as an adult. I've definitely peed myself as an adult. I peed myself at the Taco Bell Cantina in Las Vegas. Nice. Probably, wow. you know, it was when COVID was already in the country. It was February, but like no one wow. knew about it. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think I've ever had COVID, but if I've given it to someone, it's because it's from the floor of the Taco Bell Cantina where I actually pee and so. <laughs> i i once i'm not sure if i said this on the podcast but i once peed during a baseball game i was eight years old and i i i just i had to go i was a shortstop and i just peed in my pants and it was itchy for an hour but then it just dried and and no one no one came up to me there was no issue made about it there was nothing bad happened do you think people noticed I don't remember anyone noticing. Maybe someone did, but I have no memory of it. And it didn't stick in my mind or anything at all. They said so to this day, I think I made the right choice. I didn't, I didn't stop the game. I didn't, I didn't, didn't lose my place. Everyone just... stop the game. I peed. <laughs> everyone <laughs> shut up. I just peed myself. The pitcher's like, oh, hey, I think some kid peed himself up there in the stands. Can we go attend to this? um oh i guess there's no resolution to this i guess just uh either don't yeah. shoot yourself or do and see how yeah. it makes you feel do it with someone you love and you trust that's yeah or, or pooping with someone go to you therapy <laughs> yeah or go to therapy and talk about your issues um that <laughs> that works for most things but just but just know that all of us have pissed or shit ourselves at some point in our lives so yeah mm. All of us yeah. on this podcast, not everyone in the world. Most people are yeah. normal. Um, I assume yeah, most people in the world, actually. Oh yeah, um, I would say most people. Yeah, I was just trying to shame us. I think that's true. I think it's yeah. most, I think it's most people in the world. Um, okay, someone wrote in. I once had to play messenger for a grade wide stalking scheme. Oh, I don't like this. I'm in an American high school for a little context, and my sister had just dumped this guy. Let's call him D. I was best friends with someone who we're going to call N, who was also best friends with D. Now, high schoolers by nature are very dramatic. D paid N 50 bucks to have my sister taken out for dumping him. Some more of D and N's friends are very popular and soon pretty much the whole grade is against me. My sister, her boyfriend, uh, her, her boyfriend, my boyfriend, and N's boyfriend one day, N gets in trouble for having a pocket knife with him in school. The whole scheme gets revealed to the school security guards. And since I was friends with N, it was my job to receive texts from N 
about what he was telling to the security folks and relay that information to my sister. Uh, it was wild. Luckily, the whole thing is blown over and Anne has apologized. No one's heard from D since, but that's nothing I was involved in. Really? Because I feel like you just implicated yourself in maybe a murder? I can't. Yeah, that's it's quite serious. That's a weapon. Like <laughs> We probably should have read this before <laughs> saying it on the podcast. Um, look, Two Nosy Meerkats does not condone murder, stalking, or um, having multiple boyfriends. I mean, I don't even know what the story's about, honestly. Yeah. Just all of those on a par of bad behavior. Just they're all equally bad. Just yeah. don't, do, we just like will not, we just like don't condone it. It's bad. Yeah, I swear if you murder someone or if you date multiple people at the same time, you're a bad person. Well, <laughs> unless it's, <laughs> if you're yeah, Polly or a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Diffie, <laughs> um, what do you think of this? Do your listeners, like is this a po- comedy podcast? I'm so confused about <laughs> It is, yeah. but like, I feel like, so I think teenagers relate to a lot of the world through like comedy and they genuinely want to hear our advice on things. So we give mm. it to them. And then some people are older and write in. I don't want to say that all of our listeners are teenagers because we were told last yeah. week that's, that that's very much not true, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, yeah, no, people really, our, our guest two weeks ago was Bo Baloo and he was like, people are really bearing their whole souls to you guys. Yeah. Um, but keep doing it everyone uh just don't admit to like maybe murder i don't think this was murder but like the existence of a pocket knife and then stalking and then taking somebody out also if someone doesn't want to be your boyfriend girlfriend or whatever friend anymore uh don't take them out just like go to therapy and get over it you know yeah there's a lot of good that that therapy can do we're just advocating yeah. for therapy yeah just every answer is therapy yeah <laughs> oh i feel like 30 pounds heavier from that <laughs> well shit. that that leads us into another listener submission oh fuck um, yeah okay so all right so this is the great submission. segue oh yes yeah. oh it's, it's an amazing segue um okay so i kind of hate myself for having this but i have a fat kink Context, I'm a, in all caps, stick. Mm. I'm a stick and I don't like it. I envy people who are generally bigger than me and I want to be like them. However, I'm afraid that either one, I'll never achieve the weight gain that I want because my metabolism is ridiculously fast, or two, if I do succeed by a miracle, I could have health complications. Also in relationships, I don't want to objectify my potential partner because of this being a fat kink. Again, I wish I could get rid of it. What do I do? This is, well, there's, two things going on there's one this person wants to become fat or or just put on more weight and i'm might yeah gabby weigh in please i kind of think the <laughs> weigh person in. weigh in oh no <laughs> oh i think this person is just saying that so that they don't sound bad for having a a fetish i also don't think it's a fetish i think maybe you're just attracted to bigger People. It doesn't sound like a fetish or a can- it just sounds like a preference or just Maybe a thing you find attractive in people. Maybe told them that like this is a yeah. kink or something, but I feel like it's not. If you like bigger people, so be it. Yeah. Just don't call it a kink. Like it's the same thing as like if you date a lot of like people with freckles in a row, you don't have a freckle fetish. You're not like for, like looking up like freckle porn, although I don't know, maybe you are. 
Um, there might, there probably is. I mean, if you are, that's that's also fine. It doesn't qualify as a fetish. I feel like a fetish. No. If you correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I feel like a fetish is like, like a, like something more um, unusual than just body type, right? I don't think it has to. I mean, I don't know why you deferred to me. Like, I'm the expert on this, but. I deferred Divya, to you. Divya, sex the, queen. I defer to you because you're the guest. <laughs> I did Google. I did look up the definition of what a fetish is. It's a form of sexual desire in which gratification is linked to an abnormal degree to a particular object, item of clothing, part of the body, etc. So, so and, yeah. So I don't. I don't think the subject of the fetish has to be abnormal. I think it's like the the compulsion, I guess, mm. or the amount of desire triggered by that subject. So you could have a fetish for a certain body size, but I think to both of your points, yeah, you, that doesn't mean that because you have this preference that it's automatically a fetish. And the listener seems to have like a great degree of self-awareness, which sounds very nice. Yeah. So I think the fact that they're being conscious and don't want to like objectify people and want to make right. sure they're being respectful. I think that's, that's the key. Like as long as yeah. you're allowed to have your preferences and as long as you're still ultimately seeing them as another human being, that's, yeah. that is deserving of your respect and compassion then. Yeah. And right. there's also, there might be someone out there who like is really into their body and loves the way that it loves their curves whatever, or fat or whatever you like to describe it. But like, you might find someone who's just like as into their body as you're into their body and it, and you might link up perfectly and you might have just be able to have a really fun, open sexual dialogue. And so just be kind and honest and kind and honest to yourself and don't hurt people. And that's all that there is to it. Yeah. I also just don't think you need to shame yourself for liking yeah no like. you also I don't know it's like I feel like people are so insecure about like not being considered societally right that they'll like you know overcompensate the other way by being like listen like I wish I could be fat it's like well I don't know what you if you actually want to put on more weight then put on more weight by all means or try to mm. but if you're saying that because you think like someone will be mad at you for being like, I'm a stick. I mean, who cares? Like I'm not a stick. I don't give a shit if someone's a stick. I would think, I guess my assumption wouldn't be that like, this is a, Oh, like I need to be on the right side of like body positivity or what. Like, I think it's just that like, we've all like so much shame has been imposed on us for like, regardless of what your body type is. Yes. We've been shamed about it. So I think like there is a lot of, there's fat shaming and there's also a lot of shaming around people who are thin as well. Um, So I could see this being a response to that as well. Yeah. And then everyone on Twitter gets mad at each other either way. So it doesn't even like, it's like there, yeah, people like get mad at thin people and then thin people get mad at fat people. It's just so insipid. Just like be you and treat people like normal people. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That was productive. And also- and also, if you're worried, about, and this person said that they wanted to like put on more weight, but they're worried that they might not be able to, but if they are able to, that they might injure health complications. 
if you are, well, first off, I would say go to a doctor, find out if you are at a healthy weight, if you may be deficient in some mineral, or if you're like, if you're really underweight, like, and come up with a plan to like put on weight in a healthy way. Or if you want to put on a little more, like be, just be in touch with health professionals at every step of the way, be and to talk about what is healthy and sustainable for you. This is why sometimes people call Lucas Dr. Meerkat, and I agree. <laughs> it's <laughs> Dr. Lucas. And I, you know what? Yeah, I think that that's actually really accurate. Yeah. Oh, so productive. I feel like we helped someone. That was such a, yeah. a that was such a mood uplifter from I possibly let a murder happen at my yeah. table. <laughs> yeah, guys, message us with more kinks. This is this is this is a, a smile inducing subject. Not not kinks, just like zero murder. Unless like yes. <laughs> if you heard about like okay, you know what? I'm gonna draw a line in the sand. If you like heard about a murder in your town or something and like you you want us to solve the mystery of this murder. We will, but like, don't confess to a murder on the podcast because we then become accomplices and that's bad. <laughs> yeah, Gabby and Lucas are tired of having to condemn all of your murdering behavior. Please. They can't take it anymore. <laughs> Guys, we can't come out to bury a body with you again. Okay? We can't do that. Just to be fair, uh, if anyone, if the authorities are listening, that was a joke. We've never buried bodies. We, we don't own shovels. But, um, but yeah. I can yeah. I cannot not condone murder enough. There's like no words that I could ever say to to like show the authorities that I hate murder. I feel like I'd be some so say it's the worst thing Gabby. you can do to a person. <laughs> I feel like I'd be a funny like witness on the stand. Like, look, <laughs> listen, I hate murder. Like, I hate murder as much as the next guy. <laughs> I don't mean to go out on a limb here, but murder's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel me for it if you must. <laughs> um, okay, we'll do one last one and then yes. sell perception corner. Okay. Yeah. This just says ferrets had a dream. Ferrets were in my bedspread and the fear transferred over to real life. So this person's just afraid of ferrets because they had a dream about ferrets and that's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At least there's no murder. There's no murder in this one. We're okay. Say what you want. There is no murder in this one. <laughs> Say what you want about ferrets, but there's no murder. The thing is, bedspread is such a vague term. If I just, I don't know if it's like under the cover, within the duvet. Is that it... what you're zeroing in on, Lucas? Yes, <laughs> that is exactly bedspread. what this I'm zeroing. This is what we were talking about at the beginning. This is why we were talking about like what cheese you'd want to sleep in because I don't know why. Oh, because Lucas thought of spread. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know what a ferret looks like off top. They're oh, super do you know- cute. Oh, I'm they're like ferrets, yeah. Weasels. They're like they're like weasels. I had a ferret as a kid. Really? Did you have no way. Yeah. His name was his name was Bix. He was super cute. Oh. He would suck on our finger, and then if you let him go, he would like run. Not in a Gabby. Don't give me that face. He would run. <laughs> back and forth behind the couch and you'd have to like catch him to get him back. Oh it was so super cute. cute. Yeah, they're super cute. Oh. Was, was this kind of what yours looked like? I think they're the... Yeah. I think they're the third most popular pet in the US after really? dogs and cats. Yeah, oh, ferrets. Wow. I love ferrets. I I'm wonder pretty sure I saw that somewhere. I follow a lot of cat Instagram accounts and I feel like I would now like to follow a bunch of ferrets. <laughs> Instagram. That's a good idea. Oh yeah. I'm sure there is a bunch. 
no shortage. I think it would get my Instagram Explore uh, page back to a place where it's not just The Bachelor. Oh, I found one right now. Fergus the Ferret. Oh, and it's cute. It looks like a cat. Oh, no, that is actually a cat in the photos. (laughs) (laughs) But it's called Fergus the Ferret? This is Fergus the Ferret. Okay. So he looks like a That is a ferret. I know ferret. But on this page, they added this photo who's of like a cat in their household. That is a cat. I was confused. I was like, ferrets look so much like cats. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Gabby, this whole time you've been following ferret Instagram pages and you didn't even know. I didn't even know I was such a ferret stan. I like that you had one as a pet. That's a really cute detail. What happened to, I mean, I know what happened to it, but. The ferret Instagrams were in front of you the whole time. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Um, It's. So we had, my mom had gotten him for us without the approval of my dad. Um, So my dad was not a fan. And so I think my mom just like eventually returned him to a pet store or rehomed him. But what she told us was that she took him to a zoo and then he was like, so he's going to be happy running around with all his ferret friends. And I believed that until I was 18 years old when I thought about it and realized that's probably not what happened. To you were like, ferret. no, my pro- my mom probably killed him on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she did, then she doesn't get to keep my girlfriend's body. So, <laughs> no thanks. I will not put you in a younger body. Not if you kill a ferret. <laughs> um, that's so cute. That I hope your ferret went to the zoo. I'm sure it's not what yeah. happened, but I hope that is what happened. Yeah, the ferret went to the zoo. We can, I will, I'll, I'm just going to put my, I'm going to, this is where I'm going to make my stand. The ferret went to the zoo. So circling right. back, if you're afraid of ferrets, just think of them all at the zoo, hanging out with their little ferret friends and think of how cute they are on Instagram. Yeah. And then you'll be fine. <laughs> okay. And so coming towards to the end of the podcast, Divya, would you please say how you think people perceive you? And then we will tell you how we perceive you. That's so interesting. We do. We call it self-perception corner. We do it every episode. Yeah. We're not singling you out. No, you're cornering me. I get it. I'm, I'm yeah. putting you in a corner. No one puts baby in a corner. Um, <laughs> who else has another corner pun? Um, <laughs> Kitty has a corner. Maybe that's just an improv game. What is that? Oh, no, that's Kitty wants a quarter. Oh, my God. Uh... <laughs> I never said I was the brightest bulb. <laughs> never, never claimed it. Okay, Divya. I think, so I'll answer how I think you two perceive me. Oh, I, sure. Okay, I, and okay. then, yeah, tell us about everyone else too. I think, hmm, I would say you perceive me as someone who's genuinely nice and caring um, and supportive and hopefully funny and smart and kind of put together. Yeah. Yeah, pretty on the nose. Are we wrong? I mean, I don't know you as personally, but from the times that I've seen you do stand up, especially on Zoom, uh, some Zoom shows and definitely at Anne Hathaway Presents, is that your premises are always extremely clear and well-written very efficiently said so i i always remembered you um because i thought oh she re- she's a 
good writer. This is a smart, someone who likes spends time and is very careful with uh, her words. And I was, I, I, I always, I always enjoyed. Yeah. I just always enjoyed Aww, watching. That's so nice. I do let, like, I do really love writing. Like I love the process. It shows. It definitely yeah, shows. It does show. How do you think before I get into it, how do you think everyone else perceives you who like isn't? Mm. I think it just depends on like the context. Cause I'm, I'm not necessarily the same person or always to like the same extent with everyone, sure. which I think is mm. natural. Um, yeah. So I think I'm sure there's people that think I'm just like really quiet and maybe like, I don't know, like maybe dull or like personality list because I'm just like, I'm not, necessarily especially in large groups of people um I'm not necessarily like super outgoing or I don't try to talk over people so if a lot of people are like at each other like I'm not necessarily gonna like try to insert myself in that situation so I could see people like just being like oh I didn't I didn't really like I don't know do you think people would be surprised to learn you do stand up People are always surprised to learn I do stand up. Mm. Yeah. Cause I, because of that, I think like I am an introverted person and I think I, in a lot of cases probably come off as shy or quiet. Um, so people are always surprised that I do it. Nice. Hmm. Uh, I was definitely kind of intimidated by you at first. I thought you were really cool. Um, I definitely, thought initially and still think now like you're very observant like you don't just kind of like putz through the world you know you're, you're very like methodical and um I've always thought your jokes were really smart and really polished you always have a solid set I feel like I haven't seen you bomb very often yeah nor um, have I I mean I'm sure you have because everyone has but I haven't like personally uh you know seen it uh so and then also in terms of just like your personality. Yeah, I can see you being like maybe introverted at first, but when you pick people you like, you like really like them. And uh, I don't know. I think you're kind of a mystery still, but I think that you're a great person. Um, and yeah, you're... yeah you, your analysis of what like I think of you is certainly very on the nose. Like I think you're definitely caring, nice and genuine and super funny. Divi is the new Austin Powers. She's the international uh, person of mystery. Ooh. Yeah. Throwback. You guys, that, those were such kind comments. Can I tell a story of, a really quick story of um, when Gabby was super drunk at her birthday party? No. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. please go ahead. <laughs> please, yeah. Gabby was absolutely <laughs> obliterated. And, <laughs> and I think like people were doing like stand-up sets and they were roasting Gabby. And then Gabby was doing her own set. I don't even remember and any. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. <laughs> but you said to me, at one point you said to me, you were like. <laughs> I'm scared. No, it wasn't anything bad, but it was just like pointed. You were just like, Divya, like, and I hope, like, I hope I make you proud. Or like every, like, <laughs> I just want to make you proud or something like that. <sighs> Mommy, <laughs> mommy, Divya, I'm making proud. Oh. oh my god! Yeah, I vaguely remember roasting. It was like a dark basement, and I just took the mic and like roasted everyone. Um, there was a lot of 
alcohol that night. There was like all different combinations, which I think is always the killer. Um, not not great, but that is a funny story. <laughs> That's awesome. I feel like Divya see me see me drunk a couple of times, and there was like a couple of times at the producers club because why not? It's easy to get drunk at the producers club. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, but I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> I'm glad it's your association. Well, it's just like such a like a weird thing to hear. Wait, like was a, the party at the producer's day, club or was it somewhere else? No, it was at my friend's house, my birthday I see, party. Okay. Um, gotcha. No, but I think I said that because I had always wondered if you liked me or not. And then you came to my birthday party. So of course. Really you did. Oh. Of course. I wanted to invite you because I was like, maybe Divya does like me and maybe I'll see if she wants to come hang out. Why didn't you think I liked you? Because you were so cool to me. Because I thought is... you were like, you know, you hosted the Phoenix mics and I was just getting started. And like I bombed a couple oh times in front of you. And um, I was just like, I don't know, because Divya is so uh, advanced. <laughs> I love that that's my credit is hosting the Phoenix mics. I do miss those mics. Oh, but we yeah. bonded. We bonded at Caravan of Dreams where we were both at that mic. And yes. it was <laughs> For- its usual beautiful mess. And we were the only people laughing at anything. For listeners who don't know, Caravan of Dreams, imagine a windowless room, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. bunch of men. And then me and Divya, and that's Caravan of Dreams, and Divya and I bonded there. That was a lot of fun. It was a beautiful <laughs> moment. Lucas, we we still need our bonding moment. We do. We'll have we'll have it when uh, when we can. Once once enough people get vaccinated, we'll we'll have our moment <laughs> where where we both get sloshed. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so fun! I can't. We were Lucas and I were talking about how we can't wait to like record in person with people. Yeah. That's available to <sighs> us. We started the podcast in quarantine yeah um, which is you know other than COVID-19 the most infectious disease is podcasts Gabby if you if you didn't get up if you didn't get up to go to the bathroom so many times I wouldn't know what you looked like from the waist down I wouldn't remember just (laughs) this is the second episode in a row out of like a streak of five where I didn't get up to pee the whole time bravo to me um thank you to Divya is there anything you want listeners to know about that you're doing? Um, yes, please. Any social media, any promote. shows, anything at all? I mean, I would just say just follow me on Insta at Divya underscore undone. And Lucas and Gabby, I'm trying to join you on TikTok. So <gasps> yeah. Oh, I'm not really on TikTok, but you should join TikTok. It's it's if you can video edit like Francis Ford Coppola or something, it's a really great app. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. glad there's, it's such a low barrier to entry. Then. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, That's, this was a really fun episode. Thank this you is really that. lovely. Um, Thank you so much. All right, y'all. I wanted to make one more announcement, by the way. Thank you <gasps> yes. to everyone in New Zealand because I got an email three days ago that we are the, 201st most popular comedy podcast in New Zealand. Hey, we made it to the top 300. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for getting us there. And by that, I mean both the God above and Lord, the New Zealand singer. Um, 
Yeah. And thank you, New Zealand. And thank you. Yes. And also, I actually have a show to plug on uh, February 18th. I will be doing a show with Penthouse Comedy um, that's going to be in Eastville Comedy Club, I believe. And that'll be, yeah, so February 18th. uh, Details uh, on my website, lucastarnold.com. And so, yeah. Bye, New Zealand. Bye, New Zealand.